0: Hey Scuttlebuds, how's your portfolio? Is it blowing up with blue chip stocks? Did you get in early on some hot IPOs? Is it diversified with Bitcoin and scratch tickets? Whatever kind of investing you're doing, I can assure you our guest today will enlighten you about the stock market. He's Scott Murray, the volatility whiz, and he's made some bold predictions on this show that have actually played out. Can he do it again? We're talking about Elon Musk buying Twitter, the meme stock craze, and cryptocurrency. Here's a tip, whatever you do, don't buy Carvana. Are you ready to do this? We're hanging. This episode is brought to you by Mario's Lawn Care. Give your lawn a little love. And by Larkin's Liquors, voted best wine store three years in a row. small-town scuttlebutt Scuttlebuds, welcome to another episode of small-town scuttlebutt and newcomers welcome come on in have a seat or uh, continue doing whatever that is that thing that you're doing maybe you're in aisle seven the grocery store get out of the aisles that's where all the unhealthy food is. You need to get around the perimeter of the store, right, Liz?
1: And don't go down the center of the aisle, because I'm probably behind you, totally annoyed that you're in my way and you're not self-aware.
0: Yeah. And also, don't be surprised if we have to like follow some arrows again. Because <laughs> the the what is it called? The tri the tridemic. Oh, yes. I don't even know what the hell is. Blue
1: RSV COVID. Awesome. hmm That's a hat trick. Like Bermuda Triangle of Disease. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Good times. Scuttlebuds and newcomers, this is the only podcast in the world called Small Town Scuttlebutt. We record every uh, every week in the basement of my house somewhere in Medfield, Massachusetts. And we've got a new website, smalltownscuttlebutt.com, where we can now interact with our our listeners. So you can send us your grievances or or points of interest that you'd like us to discuss. We can certainly address that. Uh, Liz. Mm-hmm. Good to see you.
1: Good to see you, too. Busy time of year.
0: It is. It's busy, and people are getting stressed, and uh, I just want to make sure we're good. Are we good?
1: We're good. I'm feeling good. You know why I'm feeling good, Rick? Because I feel like I've got my Christmas under control. Mm -hmm. So I'm not one of those people that starts shopping for Christmas presents in July or September or even November. I approach it like a military operation where I make a list of all the people I have to buy for. Mm -hmm. And then I make a list of all the things I have to buy for said people. Mm -hmm. And then like SEAL Team 6, I just bang it out over like three to five days and that's it. Nice. And I do my wrapping the same way. I wrap every present in one night. Do you A wine-fueled night. Yes. Mm -hmm. So present number one looks markedly better than present number 50. Interesting. (laughs) Yeah, I just, I don't like chipping away at things because it makes me feel constantly unfinished. I'd rather just, like, knock it all out of the park.
0: Okay, okay. In one fell swoop. Interesting. We'll get to the, uh, I want to say something about gift wrapping in a minute, but first I just wanted to say sorry, apologies, because uh, I forced you to go all corporate Liz on me last night. (laughs) (laughs) Now, you and I joke quite a bit. Yes. And when I got the text yesterday asking, uh, hey, I am good. At, I did this thing, I posted it up, and then you said, I don't want to get all corporate Liz, but per my last text, and I just went, fuck, fuck, fuck. <laughs> because that is my biggest peeve. I hate, hate, hate when people ask questions that they could easily find <laughs> the answers to or never even had to be asked because the answer was already given to them even worse. Right. And, and I was that guy last night and I was like I know she's being funny but there's got to be a tinge of what the fuck I'm in just there. used
1: to it because I mean it's not with you not yeah. with you but because yeah. you know you work in corporate America at least three or four times a week I'm either following up with someone because they haven't responded to me in a timely fashion or mm-hmm. I'm replying to them because they're asking me the same thing that they've asked me two three four eleven billion times yeah so I I I completely understand, particularly this time of year, everybody is so busy. There's a lot going on, and I can only imagine how many texts that you get a day, because I get mm-hmm. a million texts, too, this time of year. So there's your free pass, lesson learned, <laughs> we're moving on. Okay,
0: <laughs> and I get a new free pass in 2023, of by course, the way. yes. <laughs> it's like, you, you got to use all your timeouts before the half, because right. you lose them. All right, so that said, and you are very professional. You're on top of your game. Nothing you. gets by you. Or does it? Do you? Are you ever that person? Just curious. Do you ever flake and ask for the, the the, the, info that was already provided to you? Or do you re-ask the question that you forgot you already asked? Do you ever if find I, yourself... There,
1: there have been very rare times, thankfully, because I do try to keep myself organized, where I know I've been given a piece of information or, or a documented process or something that I'm supposed to follow at work, mm-hmm. where I'm like, I haven't done this in so long. I can't remember how to do it. I know I'm supposed to know how to do it. So the person, the subject matter expert I reach out to, I acknowledge and I say, I'm going to apologize up front because I know I should already have this information. Mm -hmm. It's been a long time since I've done X, Y, or Z. Would you mind, at your convenience, would you mind walking me through this or whatever? Yeah, I think it's important to acknowledge that up front because I know I am misusing their time. (laughs) Their (laughs) time could probably be better spent not retraining me on something that I should probably know how to do.
0: Good, okay, interesting. Mm -hmm. Interesting, I I just like to get, I like to reflect and kind of circle back and, and find out, like, how, how inconveniencing was I? You know, I have that self-awareness that that uh, some people lack.
1: Yeah, know? which I think that's and we've talked a lot about self-awareness on this podcast. Mm-hmm. I mean, just at the very beginning of the show, we were talking about people in the grocery store who aren't self-aware. <laughs> so, right, exactly. you know, I, I do try to be that person. I do try to acknowledge if I'm, you know, at fault or or like I should know better, you know, up front so people appreciate that I am being self-aware.
0: Good. Okay. Good. Mm-hmm. Great. Well, back to uh, gift wrapping. You say that you, yes. you, your your gift wrapping game starts strong, but then what, four or five bottles later of wine? <laughs> <laughs> can only a imagine. lot of
1: scotch tape. Yeah.
0: You you are uh, probably just slapping stuff together. Well, you're probably still doing a very good job. Well, your work goes from A plus to A minus over the course. I would
1: of- say I'm going to give it a solid C minus. Ooh. It's a mediocre at best at the end.
0: <laughs> okay. You, so you should you should probably coordinate all the stocking stuffers to be at the end. Right? That's what I usually and, do. And yes. your big ticket items should yes. be up the front. The biggest
1: presents get wrapped first because yep. those are a little bit more complicated. Yep. I try to use gift bags <laughs> where I can (laughs) No, boring. (laughs) But if something is like an odd shape, Mm -hmm. I I don't know. I just, there's a gift bag and tissue paper for that.
0: Well. um,
1: I know you love wrapping. I do.
0: Yes. Let me me show you just an example of Mm -hmm. my gift wrapping. This this is a gift that I I just gift wrapped. And uh, you'll notice there's not even any tape. It's double-sided tape. So the (gasps) seams are just. Oh, my goodness. Take a look at that.
1: This is like the haute couture of gift wrapping listeners. Okay, so not a a speck of scotch tape to be seen. Mm -hmm. Not only that, it has a ribbon on it. And not just like something that like you peeled off the thing and stuck it on there. There's like the four-way ribbon yeah oh and is that my name
0: that is Liz you're quick for me yes it is you (laughs) it is for you
1: because uh
0: I just wanted to show my appreciation for all that you've done for the show this year so do
1: I open it now of course you do this is is audio okay I'm gonna make sure they hear it
0: yeah dude, the mic I can't believe you're just taking that awesome awesome gift wrapping and just tearing it apart
1: (laughs) <laughs> Listeners, it's a mad magazine stocking stuffer. Ho ho hum, 96 pages of holiday mirth. I love it. Yeah, it's the Thank gift you. that keeps on giving. Oh my god. Go
0: to page 69. Of
1: course. <laughs> <laughs> this is amazing. <laughs> Santa peeking in the window. You know
0: what I find amazing is you just moved the thing that is oh, the wait, real is gift.
1: Oh, thing. <gasps> I'm like, God, that's the... Oh, I saw the pervy Santa peeking in the window. The
0: the magazine's just part of the wrapping. Are we going to see BJ Oakerson? You're taking whoever.
1: Oh, all right. You, I... Talked him up a lot in this show. Check mm-hmm. him out. If yep. you want to see him live, we're going together. Okay. Big Jay Okerson, one of my favorite comedians, mm-hmm. he's playing the Wilbur, which is a big deal for him. Yeah. So thank you so much. I'm so excited. You're welcome. No, <laughs> I
0: figured your plus one would be your husband. You're not going to go to he,
1: his... Uh, he, I mean, of course he would go Or one with of your girlfriends or... Think Big J O'Kerson's a little much for most of my lady friends. <laughs> He's sometimes too much for me too, but you love him, and exactly. I love that you love him. So <laughs> thank you so much. You're I'm welcome. So excited? Yeah, you're welcome. <sighs>
0: All right. All right. So, so, there, we're <laughs> so there, we're good. We're good. Okay. Uh, new business. We have you have something to pitch for us. Speaking of mm. live shows and performances,
1: yes. So, listeners, as I mentioned last week, uh, we have. A live podcast or recording, Small Town Scuttlebutt, comes to a small town near you, Medfield, Massachusetts, Thursday night, February 2nd at the Zulow Gallery, 7 p.m. Tickets will go on sale right after the new year. But if you are one of our loyal Scuttlebutt listeners and you want to get on the email list to take advantage of the presale, send us your email address through smalltownscuttlebutt.com click on the contact button and send us a message. We'll put you on that email list. So you can be sure to get a ticket because space is limited. So more to come on that. But Rick and I are really, really excited and working hard to bring you guys a spectacular show. It'll be a feast of, for the senses.
0: <laughs> sure will. We're going to have Will Newton. He was uh, voted Best Boston Comedian. He is also featured on Amazon Prime Video and Netflix Hulu, and if you turn on SiriusXM to any one of those comedy channels you very likely will hear him there too so he is going to be coming on i'd say he's an a-lister mm-hmm. as far as small town scuttlebutt guests go and then also we've got our own smear campaign who supports the show they're the region's premier pre- cover band premier cover band mm-hmm. and we'll have them on as well they're the music guests so yes. this is a variety show folks it's stand up comedy it's live podcasting it's very interactive because we're going to be talking about what you want us to talk about uh, and it's and- in an
1: art gallery, so there's visual art as well.
0: That's right. It's going to be mm-hmm. great. Yep. It's going to be great. Okay. So usually we reserve this portion of the show for the Ushanka, the Soviet Union's military hat. I just happen to have one. We throw our topics in there and, and we we pontificate and we crack wise. However, uh, we're going to diverge a little bit and and bring up a new topic that we've or a new segment that we've mm-hmm. done before called Bunghole of the Week. Yes. And we both are chomping at the bit. We both brought our own bunghole <laughs> for the week.
1: Literally and figuratively.
0: <laughs> so uh, why don't you go first? You you, you titled yours in the, Bung yes. hole in the wild. Bunghole in the wild.
1: Bunghole in the wild. And I feel like there's probably a lot more out there and maybe we just tune them out. But this one was front and center, Rick. So mm-hmm. I know occasionally on this podcast we mention that, you know, we, we will judge. Humanity from time to time, but it's really, you know, in the spirit of trying to make the world a better place and maintaining certain societal standards. And one of the examples that you love to use, which I agree with, is middle-aged guy in the grocery store midday in his pajama bottoms.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Well, I'm going to want to be right here. Ooh, I don't know if it's possible. (laughs) was, unfortunately, at the Natick Mall last weekend, and as I was going up the up escalator, going down the down escalator... Yeah. Middle-aged guy, full-on Christmas flannel pajamas. Ooh, and I got top, a good tops, long look. Tops and bottoms. Tops and bottoms. Mickey Mouse. Get out. Christmas. How old? Flannel is, how old pajamas.
0: is this gentleman?
1: I like forty-five. I like mid-forties. I would say
0: he's our age. And uh, when I think of flannel pajamas, the top is sort of like. Um, it has like a broad lapel yeah. sort of thing with um, the button is sort of down, right? Mm-hmm. So so there's like chest showing and stuff. It's he had not- a t-shirt underneath. Oh, I mean, I, okay. he was, I
1: was going up, he was coming down. I had a long time to soak this all <laughs> in, this travesty, <laughs> this abomination. And I was just like, what? I mean, is he just so in the spirit and like this is, he was coming to the mall and everything's decked out for the holidays. And this was sort of how he was going to participate in that mm. or... Is he mentally ill? Does he not care? I don't know, but it was it was quite a bold look.
0: Yeah. Now it's funny that we always kind of give half of a, a half a pass because the possibility of mental illness mm-hmm. is there. I know, but let's be honest; it's just a dude who's lazy or thinks it's a good idea. Yeah, has no wants style. to be funny
1: or whatever. Yeah, quirky. Yeah. No, I wasn't having it. <laughs> <laughs> Did you say anything? No, I mean. If you're, I'd like to think if he's, you know, not mentally ill and he's coming to the mall in Christmas PJs, maybe he's a happy dude. So, like, I'm not going to ruin your happy. I'm going to judge you for your fashion choices for sure. (laughs) But I'm not going to ruin your happy.
0: Uh, (laughs) Was he by himself?
1: He seemed to be by himself. Okay. I couldn't, he was on the escalator, so it's kind of hard to tell.
0: Now... As you're scoping them out and you're mm-hmm. trying to find out information about this gentleman, I'm sure you looked at his left ring finger. Was there anything? On oh, that? I
1: couldn't see that. Okay, as I was passing. Well,
0: that's the first thing I do is like, is this guy taken?
1: Yeah, it? that's a good point. That's yeah, a good point. I, I didn't see. That. And mind you, my daughter made fun of me for wearing heels to them all. I wasn't wearing pajamas. It's funny she <laughs> did that because,
0: uh, well, heels seem to be your everyday yes. footwear. It's not. They you are. don't need heels for. Every day is a special occasion for you in, in terms of footwear. You like footwear. Yes, I do. I, I do. would love... <laughs> <laughs> we, we should get a a, a tour. I think a good, you know, um, video mm-hmm. of, of for Scuttlebutt, you know, when we get our social media going, would be a tour of your, your shoes? shoe closet. Sure.
1: I actually have all of my shoes. Last year, I went through this whole exercise of buying these clear plastic shoe boxes from Amazon and throwing mm-hmm. away all the cardboard shoe boxes. Yeah. So all of my shoes are in these clear plastic boxes in my closet. So you can, I can easily see yes. the pair and pull out what I want. So Amazing. yeah, we can do that. How many,
0: how many do you think you have? I, I don't know. Plus north of 20?
1: Oh yeah, for sure. 50. Probably not quite. Okay. Probably not 40-ish. quite. 40, I'll count when I get 40 home. something. Yeah.
0: <laughs> 40 something. I think
1: so. Okay. I think so. Yeah.
0: You should never Girl have more special. shoes than your age. That, that, that's oh, a good all real right. Thought. I just made that up. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds reasonable, yeah, it right? It actually
1: does. sounds very practical. <laughs> that's
0: right. Because it's like, I'm 84 and I have 84 pairs of shoes and I don't yes. give a shit. That's
1: right. I lived a long life. I deserve these. <laughs>
0: that's exactly right. <laughs>
1: so that was my bunghole in the wild.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: so comical. I think yours might be a little bit more serious. So yeah. do tell.
0: Yeah. And I don't want to beat a dead horse, it's kind of a fresh take on it because this bunghole of the Mm -hmm. week has made international news. (laughs) It started off locally, then it went to Boston.com and our local CBS channel, and then it blew up nationally on the evening news. I've seen it. And then it was uh, over, I I printed out a publication from the Daily Mail, which is, you know, United Kingdom.
1: Wait, can I ask, did this person make international news because they slaughtered a family of five right before the holidays? Because (laughs) that, I mean, seems worthy of an international headlines.
0: That transcends bunghole of the week. that's that's
1: true. Psychopath (laughs) of the week.
0: It's about the Dedham, Massachusetts, public library Mm -hmm. making the decision to uh, remove the Christmas trees. And if you haven't heard the story, I'll give you the Cliff Notes edition or the Spark Notes if you're a millennial, right? What happened was... Two librarians don't like the tree. They feel offended by it. They don't like it. They don't want it in there. By the way, these are the same people that wear the don't, uh, you know, read, banned books t-shirt. So we're, read, banned
1: books. And hate has no home here. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> but let's ban people's holidays. Okay. They say we don't want it. Library commission says we don't want to deal with this drama. Fine. It's out. A head librarian says I am so, on Facebook said, hey, you know, she posted her, her disappointment. I've worked here 26 years, and it's really unfortunate. The Christmas tree has always bought, brought great joy to kids and to the community, and I'm really saddened that we're not going to have it this year. Well, that's when everyone weighed in, and um, they actually had a town meeting about it, and uh, and everyone came out and said, you put those damn trees back up. Jesus wants those trees back up. That's what he, That's what Jesus would do. He'd put a tree in the library, and so it happened, so it got overturned well. The Massachusetts Human Rights Commissioner quits after mocking God as a magic sky daddy during debate over library's refusal to put up a Christmas tree because it made some people uncomfortable. And here's a couple of bullet points from the Daily Mail. Diane Loud, a Dedham Human Rights Commissioner member, she's the bunghole of the week, mm. actually bunghole of the year candidate, yeah. stepped down after she mocked God amid a contentious conversation over a Christmas tree. Loud had publicly called out the Dedham Public Library Supervisor for complaining about the decision to not put the tree up and called her a bitch. Library officials announced that they will display the annual tree after some complaint the holiday symbol made them uncomfortable.
1: Just to be clear, there was no, they didn't provide any documentation or anything about actual complaints from the community about this tree or anything. It was just a blanket statement that the tree quote unquote made some people uncomfortable but with no explanation as to why.
0: Hey, look, I don't care where you are on the political spectrum or how much of an activist you are or are not, but um, in this particular case, one thing I don't like, I, I do like progress. I mm-hmm. think we need to keep moving on. Could you imagine if we were pre-1960s civil oh rights? It'd be pretty I
1: don't think I could vote weird. then. <laughs> yeah,
0: it'd be weird, <laughs> mm-hmm. right? So yes, good things come from change. However, what I don't like about the Woke culture, and I use air quotes there because that just seems to be the thing. Is the absolutism mm-hmm. and also the anger? If you don't think like me, right? You know, let's all be diverse. Okay, I have diverse opinions.
1: No, not that. No, not diverse. that opinion. Yeah. Yes, that's the one you can't have. Yeah. So
0: I find some hypocrisy in there, oh, right? Clearly. And this is this whole thing just speaks to that. Mm-hmm. Um, the term that was used, the label, the name, right? Christian privilege. Christian privilege. What? The The. fuck. Yes.
1: Last time I checked, Mm -hmm. Christianity was the only safe religion to make fun of. Yeah. Thank you.
0: Yeah. It's (laughs) it's the world's largest religion. Whenever you're the majority, you can shit on it. I'm Mm -hmm. a white guy. You can shit on me. Mm -hmm. I love it, by the way. It's like I'm not getting sick of it yet. All right. So here's the the Facebook post that Diane Lord wrote. Word for word. Mm. I'm going to read it. Buckle up because- (sighs) It's unhinged. Lisa Desmond, that's the name of the librarian who was disappointed and with the decision to remove the tree. Mm -hmm. Lisa Desmond, colon, fuck you, all caps. You knew what you were doing. You spent days batting aside the people who asked you to ratchet this back. Everyone will tell you I'm the most inclusive person ever, quotes, Everyone will tell me that you are a selfish fucking bitch who does not care about anyone but herself. For a tree? For a motherfucking tree?
1: (laughs) Unhinged was perfect.
0: Oh, it gets better. You have put people's lives in a lot of danger. A lot of danger! When I ratchet up the voice, that's because it's in all caps. For a motherfucking Christmas tree. This is the rap song. Corsi, Brogan, Tully, McCormick. These must be people involved in the decision-making. Whoever the fuck is behind this, maybe all of you, you're too goddamn cowardly to ever admit it directly. Anyhow, it really doesn't matter. You are all the same, and you are all worth nothing. (laughs) You're trash. You are fucking trash. Oh, my God. I'm not done. Page two. (laughs) I hope this is worth it. I hope the fact that you, who claim to believe in Christ and Christmas or whatever happy horse shit you're trying to hide behind, are the least gracious, most hateful, most disgusting trash in the world. Is this what you think your magic sky daddy wants? Where in the Bible was this again? In closing, I would like to add a final round of fuck you, you pieces of trash. I hate Each and every one of you, and I do wish great suffering on you, you are terrible, terrible people, and you did it all because you didn't get your way. You are despicable.
1: (laughs) (laughs) What a zany bitch. I love it. Love it. That is wild. She lost her mind over a plant that's gonna be dead in three weeks.
0: What's I bet she doesn't like go on nature trails because the trees are all. Oh, around. they're everywhere. Her, they're everywhere.
1: Ah! Where's my safe space? <laughs> Get me in the city. I mean, I so I don't consider myself a particularly religious person. I'm a bit of a lapsed Catholic, so I'm gonna remove any religious mm-hmm. stuff from oh, this. Like oh, okay. I look at, I realize it's called a Christmas tree, and Christmas is the holiday, but mm-hmm. I look at the tree as mm-hmm. more of a symbol of this time of year where I think most of us do hopefully some reflecting. We do a lot of giving back. We are very thankful. So that's sort of what I look at the Christmas tree representing. Mm-hmm. Not that it is this oppressive religious symbol that if I am not Christian it's somehow offensive to me. Yeah.
0: Did you notice the extreme hypocrisy of oh, the yes. fact that this person was a commissioner with the Dedham Human Rights
1: Commission. Mm-hmm. So she got all up in arms about a tree when there's things in the world going on like hmm, female circumcision and young women in Iran being stoned to death by the morality police because they aren't wearing the hijab properly. Mm-hmm. This this is where she's gonna Yeah, you know, fall on her sword? A tree.
0: Well, isn't it funny <laughs> that Dedham, Massachusetts has mm-hmm. a human rights commission? Are you kidding me? What's going yeah, on? That, yeah. This is this is this is the big thing in Dedham that you, as a human rights commissioner, need mm-hmm. to jump all over a right. Christmas tree in the public library. Mm-hmm. I'll just uh, end this with a post from the Dedham Human Rights Commission, and tell me what you think of it. <laughs> I think it's got some questionable wording. You know, <laughs> they, they should get a PR <laughs> practitioner on this. HRC member Diane Loud has stepped down from her position on the Dedham Human Rights Commission. We sincerely appreciate Diane's service and look forward to working with the Commission on Disabilities to find a representative to take her place. <laughs> Your jaw dropped right where yeah. it was supposed to.
1: So they let her resign. They didn't they, or, or they let her say she resigned versus mm-hmm. her being fired or asked to leave. Mm-hmm. They did not disavow anything that she said. They did not say we do not you know, we condemn, we, we condemn, we don't share those opinions. That's reprehensible, blah, 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 blah. Wow. What a missed opportunity to do the right thing.
0: But the bow on this was we sincerely appreciate Diane's service. All right. So uh, Dedham Human Rights Commission, it, it seems a little disingenuous because mm-hmm. I would not have dignified this person by calling her by her name, which is Diane Loud. Yeah. I mean, we'll do it because we're shitting yes. on Diane Loud. The ultimate Scrooge, but I would have said, uh, the Dedham Human Rights Commission condemns, uh, you know, any
1: hate speech of all kinds. I, hate I mean, speech of all just- kinds,
0: yep, yeah. Um, you know, the uh, the member who, who was involved with mm-hmm. the controversy regarding the, the uh, Christmas tree at the library has been removed, yep, and we are presently looking for a new position. Nothing this person said, you know, reflects. We
1: remain committed to inclusivity, blah Mm -hmm. blah blah, whatever their mission is. Right.
0: Oh, and Merry Christmas. (laughs) We love Jesus too. (laughs) Something like that. I don't know. Maybe that's pushing it, but you know, it's just an edit. You know, it's just just revise that if you want. It's negotiable. But Mm -hmm. yeah, I just thought that that was, and it's not just they appreciate Diane's service; they
1: sincerely sincerely appreciate. I would
0: love to know some examples.
1: Yeah, because yeah. honestly, that Facebook post that you just read in my mind negates any good acts that that woman could no. have done. I mean, she'll be known for that Facebook post for the rest of her life. If this made international news, anytime someone googles her, mm-hmm. boom.
0: Yeah, that's like saying uh, if you heard someone say something disparaging about O.J. Simpson, you'd be like, yeah, but he was really funny in Naked Gun. Right. <laughs> so, those are our buckholes. Yes.
1: <laughs> guy in pajamas and an unhinged woman on yeah, social Yeah, we, we have
0: to get them together.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. They're both unhinged in some way. <laughs> yeah, we should get
0: them together in yeah. a padded cell for the holidays. Oh, but holidays. no, she's
1: not going to like him. He's wearing Christmas pajamas. Yeah. So, no, that's not going to work.
0: Yeah, she's, she's going to get <laughs> even more triggered. Yes. No, it's not a match on Tinder. Yes. it's not a match. All right, so let's go to a break. When we come back, we're going to have Scott Murray, the volatility whiz, come back on. Uh, he was on episode 94, He made some predictions about uh, the economy and some businesses. We're going to check in with him and see how those uh, have survived over time. And, And we'll get some more predictions from him moving forward for the next six months. But before that, let's do some ads. Find out why Larkin's Liquors has been voted best wine store three years in a row. Could it be their excellent selection of top quality wines beers and spirits or their single barrel bourbons and single malt scotches maybe it's their commitment to personal service that shows through by their friendly and well-informed staff come to think of it it's probably all of the above so if you are entertaining and need to pair some wine with the food you are preparing Let the Larkins Brothers help you out. They are the third generation of owners in the family business that's been around since 1935. Check them out online, larkinslickers.com. Are you in the market for a good book for your kids? You should be. Reading is important and super fun. Now, there's a few places where you can find some of these book-type things, but only one place where you're going to have a blast getting that special book. It's true. Park Street Books is the largest children's book and toy store in the entire six-state region we call New England. Their selection is quite comprehensive, if I do say so myself, and if they don't have what you're looking for, they'll get it in your hands in just a few days. And if you don't live near Medfield, it doesn't matter, because they've got a website where you can order whatever you want. ParkStreetBooks.com. We have Scott Murray, the Volatility Whiz, in studio. We're going to talk about a couple of your predictions that you made last time. But before we get into all that stuff, how are you doing? How are the holidays treating you?
2: Well, we're getting ready for Christmas Eve, and that's a staging process because we're going to have probably 15 kids and 10 adults. So, the house is a total mess. Mm -hmm. It's a total mess.
0: Do you always host?
2: Yes, on Christmas Eve. Do you like it? Some people love it. Like, are you complaining, not complaining? It's like a curve. Like, I, I hate it, and then I'm happy about it, and then, like, when it's over... I go, like, I would love to do that again, which mm-hmm. we do every year.
1: The so. anticipation is tough because there's a lot of work involved and in all of that. So it's hard to look forward to it when you know you still have a lot of work.
2: Yeah, to do. like, the, the you know, the wife gave me a list that was extremely long, and I'm working through it. Like the How hud- often
1: is she checking in with you on what's been done?
2: It all depends on our work schedule. Like, so she knows that for a couple of days I just can't put any mental capital into Eve, but then... A couple days later on Saturday, she'll be like, "Oh, what you got? What 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 did you cross off?" And so it's sort of like that.
0: I've been crushing my list. Nice. I've been like, I'm just in the zone because it's like the end of the year. I want to finish strong. Yeah. Do you have any of that motivation? No. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no. Will Leslie give you like an annual review at the end and be like, "All right, 2022, Rick was yeah. better than 2021. Yeah, yep, yeah, <laughs> yep. Yeah. Well, your fourth quarter was strong
2: <laughs> for a while." Rick was the lights master and yeah. then he was like, I got to back off some of these lights cause it's way too much. Right.
0: My record is 15,350 lights wow. on the house. And that took me a long time and you kind of have to, it would be helpful to have your engineering license. I mean your, uh, your electrical license mm-hmm. because uh, there's a lot of outages, fuses replacing bulbs. I mean, it's, it's a, it's full-time maintenance and it, kind of lost its appeal. I mm-hmm. was literally outside more often than I should. Kind of like, not as bad as Clark Griswold, where he was, you know, out there all the time. I was, I knew what I had to do, and I was like, I got to replace that bulb, I got to replace this bulb, this Clark, whole line went out.
2: Clark closed strong, though. Like, he got it done. And, he did. And I did something that, like, so on a scale of zero to ten, mm-hmm. as a handyman, Rick, yeah. obviously you're, you know, like a seven and a half.
0: I was going to say a seven and a half. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: Yeah. I'm like more like a four. I was gonna say but one. <laughs> I just earned a whole point because I wired a post lamp. Oh good for wow. you. Yes. Nice. And when I opened it up, I didn't even know what I was looking at. Mm-hmm. I was like I knew that like the green and whatever, mm-hmm. right? And then I was like there was a wrinkle in there and I someone Jimmy did. And you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you always look at someone else's work and like <laughs> what what happened here? <laughs> what
1: is this What is novice? Fool. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Right. Yeah. yeah, and then I was I was actually shocked when Literally. I flipped no, the switch. Say. I was when I flipped the switch and it went on. I was like, "Yeah,
1: that was your Clark Griswold moment when he brought the exactly lights together." Right. yeah
0: Okay, so did you turn the turn switch the fuse in the basement?
2: Yeah, I killed everything in the house like by accident. I didn't mm-hmm. mean to do that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well,
0: if you're in a pinch,
2: <laughs> my wife was like on a Zoom call and went dead. Oh. Yeah, yeah,
0: the, I ruined it. If you're in a real pinch and you don't mind the risk of getting 110 volts, uh, have a friend stand by you with a push broom. <laughs> so if you do get electrocuted, they can push you off that current because you definitely <laughs> Wow. And I'm being funny. Oh you don't do this, God. but I've seen people do it. You know you've got a bad electrician when there's a dude hanging out, <laughs> holding a broom to kick his friend off of the current. See,
2: this is, this is, you're exactly right. So when you were a kid, did you ever stick your finger in an outlet?
0: No, but I just a couple of years ago touched a live wire, 110 volts, and uh, it's enough to, like, clench up your muscles and you're like,
2: yeah. you
0: know, it takes about uh, maybe a full second or two to get the brain to refocus and say, get off of this wire. Wow. It, it's <laughs> weird. You're just sitting there going, yeah. <laughs> it,
2: it, it's the same kind of pain as, like, tongue in a frozen pole sort of pain. You just don't want to be involved with that yep. in any way. yep.
1: This is all boy stuff. Girls, don't you don't worry about this. <laughs> and this is why
2: you live longer.
1: It's true. <laughs> like Every time Dan years. goes up to the roof to clean the gutters, I'm like, uh-oh. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: yeah. Oh, uh, like, yeah. I have I'm a buddy. definitely not doing that. One of
0: my fraternity brothers. I just went over to his house uh, in, in um, East Bridgewater. Fell off the roof of his shed 14 feet. Eight broken ribs.
1: <gasps> oh, my God. Eight Lucky it wasn't ribs. worse.
0: Yeah. Could have broken mean, his neck. Could have yes. been paralyzed. Could have yep. died. Brain damage? Jesus. It's kind of blessed, really. I know. Frank Brown, I know you're listening. you got nothing else to do for the next couple weeks. Just lay it up in that living room watching TV and listening to the scuttlebutt.
2: Well, you know me. I'm from Maine, so, like, I know a guy who died off a ladder. (laughs) Literally Does everyone in
1: Maine know a guy that died from falling (laughs) off a ladder?
2: (laughs) That's the thing is, like, weird stuff happens in Maine. (laughs) <laughs> weird, weird things.
0: Well, it is a weird state. I have a prejudice against that state. I don't trust a state that only borders one other state, and that's Maine.
2: Hmm. Oh, it also is the answer to a great trivia question. What's the state
0: closest to Africa? Maine. Did you know that?
1: I did not. Yeah,
2: there you go. Huh. I did not know that. Yeah, what's your... Uh, what's your What's the only state with one syllable? Mm. Uh, Maine? Maine. <laughs> Pretty cool, right? Yeah,
0: yeah. it's cool. I never neat. thought about that. I mean, it's not such a bad place anyway. Anyhow. All right, so should we get into the... Uh, into of in, it? Into your... First of all, before we get into um, your predictions and stuff, you're a derivatives trader. Can you just succinctly... No. Yeah, <laughs> you are. You are a derivatives trader. Mm-hmm. What is it? What is that?
2: I probably did 50 trades today because um, there was a... Inflation number that came out in the morning um, But I can't explain it I certainly can't explain it in like two minutes It's It's just not doable um, Okay So you, you trade derivatives There, Yeah, that's all great day, Not all day, every day But like that's my job How about this, we
0: will, uh, we call you The volatility whiz because that's your Twitter handle mm-hmm. You get 20,000 Followers on Twitter Oh more than that Oh more than that Mm-hmm. OK, so if you folks at home, if you're like, I got to look this guy up, what's his what's his street cred? Should I be listening to him? Check him out. Follow him on Twitter. The volatility whiz.
2: Thank you for that. Well, you know, and you're
0: yeah. here because you got more whizzing to do. <laughs>
2: yes. Yes. OK, uh, so
0: can we talk about some of the things that you talked about yeah. several months ago?
2: Sure.
1: Yeah. Liz,
0: why don't you uh, call him out on some of these predictions sure. that he made? And then, um, and then yes, Scott and, can can speak to them.
1: So I listened to your previous episode, which was just about five months ago now, and there were a handful of predictions that you made, one of which was about Carvana and it kind of being this failed business model, and literally... Almost immediately after I listened to the episode, there was a headline on Yahoo Finance where Yahoo Finance dubbed it the worst company of the year. (laughs) So I just had to, yeah, yeah, I had to laugh out loud. Um, And then so and then shortly after that, my husband and I were having a conversation about Drizzly, the alcohol delivery company that was bought. By Uber um, earlier this year, because we were kind of like, does this company make money? Is it going to be profitable? And so I sort of wanted to get your take on that, because you had mentioned Uber Eats and DoorDash, and so where do you see the future of, like, a a Drizzly?
2: I don't know if they're public or private. Um, Drizzly has funding, because they're Mm -hmm. advertising hard right now. So, like, the advertising environment is kind of soft, and you see them, I mean, they're literally every time on like, say NBC 10, they're just all over it. Mm-hmm. So they're working it, but this is like probably their black month, right? So if they can't get it done now, they right. might as well forget it.
1: Unless there's another pandemic.
2: Yeah. But I don't mm. know the business model specifically, that particular business model, I don't. So
1: from what I understand they're you like, you don't pay to have the alcohol delivered to your house. The retailers pay a monthly subscription fee to Drizzly to participate in their alcohol delivery, which is different than, like, an Uber Eats or a DoorDash. So, um, but I still don't know, unless they continue to grow, their retailers, and I don't know how exponentially they have to grow over time. I'm going to be
2: frank with you on this, Mm -hmm. like... These things don't even warrant my intention because, like... Oh, I've asked they, a dumb they, question. They, 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 <laughs> no, they just, like, there's a lot of things that just fail the smell test. Right,
1: right, right, right. out
2: of the gate. And I'm like, why would I spend time digging into mm-hmm. this when I know it's going to suck? Yep. So, mm-hmm.
0: yeah. Okay. Fair enough. You had said, quote, Carvana is going to
2: zero. Oh, it's like two now. Two okay. bucks. Yep.
0: Yeah. Nice. And
2: what's unbelievable, mm-hmm. do you know when you drive to Framingham... Through uh through Sherburn, the yep. Edessa, the, the 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 car resale giant Oh price. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yes. They bought that for like twenty five billion oh dollars a year ago. Wow. And the fact that they're on the verge of bankruptcy yep. is kind of like bizarre because that has a positive cash flow situation, right? Mm-hmm. It's just an auction house. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so so the fact that they're in this bad shape is Amazing. It's actually worse than I would have possibly expected, you know, in the first place. But.
0: Okay. Back to DoorDash, you said, quote, it will never make money.
2: Yeah, it doesn't make money. It's still negative every quarter. Why, every is, it, why is it still
0: quarter. around? How is it still around? How do Because they, they have split?
2: funding, and when you could sell stock, right, mm-hmm. that gives you time. So... You, you just throw some equity out there, and and the bank will run it for you, and then they get cash, and then you just run it at a negative over and over again because because the people they pitch it to they they see like some potential long term dream thing that's never gonna happen. So um, Do you see the next Uber. <laughs> Yeah, Uber doesn't really make money. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lyft doesn't make, I mean, when was the last time you took a Lyft? I took an Uber the other day from the garden because it was my buddy's birthday. I went to the Bruins game. And oh, by the way, the Bruins are unbelievable. Yeah, they <laughs> it's are. It's sort of ridiculous, right? <laughs> yeah. It's like, you're way too hot right now. Could you just cool off? Yeah. Okay. So... Uh, Don't peak
0: too soon. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's I mean, a long I wanna, season. I want
2: to see this in April, not... Exactly. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, and Uber was great. I mean, they did a great job. but uh, And, like, well, the driver's... Are the driver because because I always tip like 10, 20 bucks regardless. You know what I'm saying? It's like at least I took a cap.
0: You don't do it on percentage? You just give flat rate 10 or 20 bucks?
2: Yeah, I feel like. That's nice. Sorry. I feel like 20 bucks is right for most rides.
0: A $10 ride, 20 bucks?
2: Yeah, well, it's their time.
1: I you mean, know what? When, like, you're, when you're in New York City, their car. Their car you're paying is like literally, 70 bucks. Yeah. There are no cabs in New York City anymore. It's right, all Ubers and Lyfts.
0: Yep, and it's expensive.
1: Mm-hmm. I
2: mean, they, these people are burning their cars up. Yeah, they know, do. Yeah, and you go, you're not getting paid enough. So I feel almost guilty not giving twenty. You know what I mean?
0: You're like, you're gonna have to buy a brand new suspension in about a week <laughs> just from this car ride. <laughs>
2: it's gonna so set start, you back a couple start, grand. Start, yeah, mm-hmm.
0: yeah, oh, it's my God. wear and tear.
2: Uh, so so far you haven't given me one that
0: where I screwed up. Okay, how about the, no? I, well, I'm not. I'm not here to get you. Okay, we're just here to just follow up. (laughs) Here's one. Here's a quote. Jay Powell is an idiot. He printed $5 trillion since the pandemic started, which caused inflation. He has to now delete those dollars. Uh, Pain will ensue. Wait to buy about another year, and then the market will crash. That was five months ago. Where are we?
2: Well, that was six months Right, five months ago, July, right? Mm -hmm. And... It's started to show some weakness here, but people are still believing. Yet they are deleting ninety-five billion dollars a month, um, and we haven't seen the the end of this cycle yet. So, like rates or mortgage rates are through the roof. That hasn't really filtered in yet mm-hmm. because people are sitting on low cost mortgages, and so it's just going to take time to to get this done.
1: So Jamie Dimon, the CEO of JP Morgan says we are going to be in a mild to hard recession by mid next year. Yeah. He's,
2: a, he's kind of a donkey. He, uh,
1: he is, he's a bit of a blowhard, but he's very negative. He's very well. He's, negative about the yeah, state of the economy.
2: Yeah. I mean, he's getting old. Mm-hmm. So you're seeing some like uh, chinks. He used to be like the guy people would listen yeah. to. And he has a freaking the red phone right to the fed. So like when he starts crying a river about, you know, rates, like they hear it. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. So I'm sure like in January when they do their their conference call, he's going to be like, "Wait, wait, wait, wait." <laughs> so yeah. He's a penguin from You're Batman.
1: Right. <laughs> <laughs> but wait, I mean we're in arguably the craziest economic time I can remember. Um good news is bad news. Like we're record low unemployment, but that's bad news for the market. You well, know, it's that's just
2: exactly so mm-hmm. the like it back in the two thousands when they came out with a good number, the market would go up. Mm-hmm. Now it goes down. Yes. So like the whole that means that they screwed it up so bad that it's like everything's opposite.
1: Yep. We're living in the upside down, folks. Has this ever happened? Is this uh
0: not that new- I can
1: recall. Brand
0: new territory for economists?
2: Um <laughs> economists, don't get me started on that. Uh, <laughs> This finance, the no, finance anything. industry? Uh, Well, I mean, I'm only 51. I haven't seen everything.
0: So are you just saying that the simple fix is just keep sucking up these dollars and taking them out?
2: Well, they don't have a choice. That's what they have to do right now. Mm-hmm. And until, you know, some people... There are two camps of bears, if you want to call them that. One camp is like, I can't wait to see something break because I'll know that's the time to buy. And the other camp is like... It's like oh, people just don't realize that it's just going to get worse and worse and worse because there's 12 years of zero, zero interest rate policy. So it's like a, it's the next few years are going to be I don't know flat.
1: <laughs> consumers like are still spending, and
2: well, you see, you must have seen you know credit card data lately that people are spending a lot on credit cards, mm-hmm. and so 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 post pandemic. The lower forty percent have less money than before, and and but the 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 higher high net worth folks mm-hmm. are like have double what
1: they right. had
0: before. Okay, I got another final prediction that you made, and you nailed it. Elon is going to buy Twitter. I mean, I, we all saw that coming, but you you made that proclamation, and now we're there. What do you think?
2: Well, that's a giant mess because mm-hmm. because. Everyone's already saying he's spending way too much time on where he threw, like, uh, good money after bad. So um, how Twitter is policed these days, I mean, that's something that, like, Trump's back on there and, like, everyone's allowed back on there. But um, I don't see function – functionality-wise, I haven't seen any different, although the blue checkbox thing was unbelievable. <laughs> I was up at 3 in the morning yeah. crying because, because like <laughs> – the, yeah, the the creativity mm-hmm. people had with that mm-hmm.
0: with that was great. For an example, you have to pay eight bucks for
2: this. It check was mark. like Dole Pineapple said, "We we we're gonna attack Brazil tomorrow or something like, like something something ludicrous like that." Mm-hmm. Like like um, one of the drug companies came out with with uh, insulin is free tomorrow or whatever. Like they were just and and so these companies had to go you know, get their marketing people on the on the horn and go like, dude, you have to go out there and say like this is not right. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well they had no one they I mean, from what I understand, he a large percentage of the workforce that was laid off were people that are supposed to monitor fake posts and fake accounts and misinformation and mm-hmm. all of that. And so it's like the wild west out there mm-hmm.
2: now. Yeah, he nuked. He first of all, he walked into the office the day he closed. Yeah. With a kitchen sink. I yes, that that's picture? right. Yes. That's right. What was what was the symbolism? I there? don't know. I I because it goes back to something he did before. Okay, but I don't know exactly. Mm-hmm. Right, I couldn't figure it out. But I'm like, this is, he's a lunatic. I mean, yeah, yeah. And um, then he laid off like he structurally could have damaged the company, right, mm-hmm. by just firing so many people so fast,
1: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
2: and. It's still alive, though. So well, I think he's kind of called out some of the
0: redundancies and some of the uh, fluff and the and the the uh, the dead weight.
2: He had to beg a high up woman to come back, like because he had cut too deep,
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: and she, she's effectively been like muzzled. She can't talk. Mm-hmm. You know, oh,
1: I bet that was a nice, sweet non compete.
2: A lot of engineers were going on Twitter. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. A lot of well, giving her stock wasn't going to help, right? Right. Okay. Now, do you
1: think just along the sort of the lines of the tech world and where there've been we've seen the most layoffs at least recently? Do you feel like that is a sign of things to come, or were they more like right-sizing because they overhired during the pandemic?
2: Securing talent is like difficult, Mm -hmm. but the layoffs in the tech industry aren't even, like, a fraction. Mm-hmm. Like So, like, if everyone got laid off in tech, mm-hmm. that'd be, like, 3% of the working population. So it's not even, like, a thing. So just because it makes news, it's really not that big. Um, but it probably is that. It's like, okay, well, part of the problem is you you hire someone and you want to give them stock options, but, like, the stocks are tanking. Right. So, like, that's that's free compensation that's going away.
1: Yep. All right, so we've affirmed that Scott's got a little bit of a crystal ball and he made some, made some cool predictions that have come to fruition. So as we are ending 2022 and entering 2023, what do you see for the next six months?
2: Wow, they, they, they pay people to do this. I, <laughs> I can't tell yet. Mm-hmm. I just think it's going to be a slow drip, slowdown.
1: But Do you think that this craziness, good news is bad news, left is right, is going to continue for the foreseeable future? Yeah. 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 That's everything I've because read. It, it, it just
2: but Mostly it just comes down to there's two major inflation prints every month. One's like on the 10th and one's on like the 30th. And everyone looks at that praying that, you know, it's over. And that, that means the Fed has to stop raising rates. But like... The market is even. The forward rates for the back half of next year are lower than spot. So it's like it's sort of like people already expect a Fed pivot, and it's not going to happen, right, and right. that's going to cause some problems, like you know, over the next few months, I think. But
1: well, the markets it, are overreacting to every little piece of information, like that's Powell true. says. We maybe I don't know, but possibly might not have to raise rates as much. Who knows? I don't know. Then the market goes up. What was it? A thousand points like, or something?
2: Like, uh,
0: like, yeah, like he he just throws out word salad and people. I mean that
1: everyone's so desperate mm-hmm. for, for for anything for anything. Yeah. So it was this potential glimmer of maybe some good news and the market fight. To me, bite yeah, and- <laughs> what that shows is
2: there's too much money still out yep. there, so they gotta like. Hurt people a little bit so that they're not like.
1: Yeah, wages are still to rising. People, yeah. yeah, yep, okay, yep.
2: So I didn't answer your question. I avoided it. Give it, give <laughs> it.
0: Yeah, you did, you did. Well, you you answered it with like a uh, wait and see. You gotta Kinda ride wait. it out. Yeah, but let let's be. You're the whiz. Come on, do some whizzing here. Give us something. Give us. Does so- it
2: affect my job? I mean, because. It just doesn't like whatever happens. As far as I'm concerned, is good as long as it's not 2017. I don't <laughs> want to go through that again. Like boring, 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 boring. Mm-hmm. So, I
1: know um, we talked about Jamie Dimon a minute ago, but in an article I read the other day, you he... like Jamie Dimon? I don't. I, I just it just happened <laughs> he to. He almost
2: died like recently. He had like a like a serious health issue. Where oh, really? He was almost, yeah. Look at Google it. I will. Just like Rick said the other. Five minutes ago, he was like, I hate people that don't Google stuff when <laughs> you have a simple <laughs> right. Yeah. I'll have
1: to look that up. But uh, what I read was he compared crypto to collecting pet rocks. So I wanted to know what your viewpoint on crypto is. Should people be investing in it? Who should be investing in it? etc. I mean, it's obviously all over the headlines these days because of that idiot from FTX. But
2: I mean, this is this is. Not an easy conversation to have.
1: I know. Uh, we need to keep this at a high level because I'm going to get confused real fast. <laughs>
2: yeah. Uh, you know, NFTs,
1: mm-hmm.
2: Askcoin, all that stuff. Like Bitcoin doesn't even have a real use because it can't do transaction volume. Right. It's built into the system. So the, the the concept of a digital asset that's not like a pon- uh, not, I said Ponzi that <laughs> was a Freudian slip. Mm-hmm. Not like a fiat currency. It, makes, it does make a little bit of sense to me, yeah. but I don't need to get involved with it. Like like five five or six years ago, I read a book about how Bitcoin worked, right? And how much energy they used to mine this stuff. And and I was like, this is just a joke. It's not real. So I just don't spend much time thinking mm-hmm. about it, to be honest with you. okay, I don't. 'Cause yep. so is it an investment? No, because it doesn't it doesn't make any money. It doesn't like an investment is Ford. Like, do they make money? Yes. That's an investment. Okay. It's, your, not, yeah.
0: it's yeah. not tangible, right? There's nothing it's fungible. It. Yeah. <laughs> that's the that's the yeah, weird thing. And, and yeah, so, there's like, yeah, nothing and, backing
2: it. Yep. Everybody saw people doing well, so then I started getting questions. Should I buy this mm-hmm. at, at, like dog? Doge dog, whatever. Right,
1: Dogecoin. Yeah.
2: (laughs) And one of my buddies was like, please, like, set it up so I could buy this. I was like, and that was the top right there for Dogecoin, Mm -hmm. which was probably like a year ago. Yeah. Um, Yeah, it's all junk.
1: Okay. Good to know. All right. Now, I want to talk about um, the whole meme stock craze, which was made famous (laughs) by GameStop and Bed Bath & Beyond. Um, So... I guess to level set for our listeners, Scotts and you where the financial professional in the room. Do you mind just giving the 10,000 foot overview of what a meme stock is? The fact that this doesn't seem to be going, this fad does not seem to be going away anytime soon. And if our listeners wanted to dip their toe into the meme stock craze, what would your advice be?
2: If you're a trader, it's definitely an easy way to make money. Yep. But the underlying businesses that these people target, like, they saved Hertz. They actually saved Hertz, and they almost saved AMC, okay? Mm-hmm. Because they were able to put out an equity offering where they raised enough money to stay alive. So, I mean, while I don't do that stuff, um, I can understand it.
1: But if I'm, like, like, if you're, like, someone who could day trade, I think that you could probably make money on it. But I'm, like, here I am, like, a working mom with three kids. Like... I don't have time to sit there and watch the stock go up and then one day and then plummet the next day and I lose all my money.
2: You have to be glued to your yes. screen. Yep. But I mean they write code uh, to trade these companies and they the and the way they write the code is they will scan for Reddit posts to yep. see what's hot and then those algos, algorithms will mm-hmm. go in there and like
1: you know, to make start sure it's, buying yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, well, I mean, Bed Bath and Beyond, their stock went up three hundred and fourteen percent when they were three point three billion dollars in the hole.
2: Wow!
1: Which just doesn't again. It, this world doesn't make any sense anymore. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you know
2: a lot about this stuff. You're not. Uh, I read a lot. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
2: I mean, what do you like to invest in? I mean, I what, have a
1: financial advisor. I know enough to be see, dangerous. Which is why I have a financial advisor.
2: Yeah. <laughs> you know, it doesn't sound like you really need one.
1: <laughs> well, thank you. That's a, that's no, a, that's a compliment. I, uh, that is a huge compliment. Thank I definitely you. need
2: one. Uh, the way I put it is,
1: I'm not going to fill my own cavity. I'm not going to give myself an appendectomy. I'm not going to manage my own money. I don't think those are
2: <laughs> I don't think those are good analogies.
1: Oh, all right. Can you give me a better one to use so I don't sound stupid the next time I want to make an analogy?
2: <laughs> um... Someone who does work at your house where you could easily do it yourself sort of thing.
1: Could like, you easily? Well, you see you work in the industry, mm-hmm. and what you do is, like, really heady stuff. Like, I don't think the average person yeah, can spend but, the time but, but doing we're it.
2: we're not talking about that. Like, you could easily just buy the whole market like, mm-hmm. uh, when it's down. Yep. It's not, like, that hard. And so you don't need a financial advisor who barely cares about you. <laughs>
1: I beg to differ. He's this longtime friend of my husband's. Oh, there you go. Good. Good.
2: Yeah. Is he, like, logging into your account every day? No. Uh, okay. I, I don't so think so. Do <laughs> I doubt it. Like, the people I trade for, I have to log in every yeah, day. Yeah. They're, like, texting me. They're blowing my phone up today. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. All right. So, we got to wrap this up.
0: But let's end on a, uh, a lighter note. This is heavy stuff. Most of it went over my head. But thank you, Liz, for stepping in and asking the questions that I could never even think
2: of. Do you have any other hot takes, Scott? I got a million hot takes. <laughs> give, us, give, me, give us one more. Give us one. Hey, hey, hey. I wanted to show you. Did you quit sending out Christmas cards? I did. Well, right, no. So here's my, wife my Christmas card. My wife did. I wanted, you to, <laughs> I wanted your gut reaction on it.
0: Okay, here's a picture of your Bernadoodle. Aww. Here comes Santa Paws. Merry Christmas from Darwin and the Murrays. So you put your dog first, and then, oh, you guys are on the back. Happy holidays. May your days be furry and bright. With love, Lindsay Scott, Max, and Darwin. And then you got some pictures.
2: So show it to her, and then just give me your gut on if that's cheesy, oh God, if it's so douchey, cute. or what.
0: It's, you know, it's uh, it's all right. I've kind of gotten over the Christmas card things because they've become so impersonal. I think it's really cute. Yeah, it's cute. It's or, fine. But that's for you, I think. It's not the uh, You know, the, it, it's a lot better than the, um, the affluent, high net worth, white family that gets khakis, white shirts <laughs> at sundown during magic hour on Cape Cod up against a, a grassy dune. It's like. Fuck it's you. Like, we get it. Right? You have a lot of money. <laughs> the fact that you were thinking about how do we showcase this low key on our Christmas card. <laughs> At the time where we shouldn't be doing this. <laughs> Do you know how many of these cards make it onto the side of It's like of our the bench? Band-Aid song. Zero. It's We've... like
2: the Band-Aid Christmas song. It was like so poorly uh, conceived, yeah. right?
0: Yeah, I would say that this one's all right. Yes. Your dog could have smiled, but it's all right. Oh, it's mine. I just
1: threw it back
0: in. Here, thank you. Thank you. This one might actually uh, get put up. We'll put that one up. Liz. Yes. Why don't you get us out of here?
1: All right. Listeners, thank you for joining us as always. If you like what you hear, please rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And hit us up on smalltownscuttlebutt.com. Send us your grievances, your thoughts, what have you. And as a reminder, if you want to get on the pre-sale list for our live show coming up in February, make sure to send us your email address um, at smalltownscuttlebutt.com. Have a great week.
2: We here at Small Town Scuttlebutt love that you listen to us every week. If you like what you hear, go support the businesses that help support us, like APC Pest Control, Larkin's Liquors, Mario's Lawn Care, Perez Martial Arts, Royal Pizza, Park Street Books, Smear Campaign, and Mike Page Studios.